It's the Skinny Podcast, only on Local12.com. Now, here's Richard Skinner. And welcome into the Skinny Podcast here on Local12.com. I'm Richard Skinner, Local12.com digital sports columnist and editor. It's presented by Planet Fitness. Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com joins me to talk about Thursday's preseason opener and training camp at this point. Uh, Butch, what are a couple of, uh, of storylines you look at as uh, as you've seen training camp evolve and you look to Thursday? Uh, you know, I think clearly it's the uh, offensive line. Yeah. You know, I think that's got to be everybody's number one story. Um, I think the offense in general, you know, coming back from such a horrific year last year, uh, I think, you know, what does what Bill Lazor uh, have planned? You know, I mean, that's it's easy right off the top. Um you know, and then after that, uh, you know, it's a subset of stuff. It's obviously the uh, how some of the rookies are, are going to fit in. You know, Bates at safety, uh, I guess, is one guy we're looking at. We're looking at the receiver battle there. Who's going to step in with LaFell gone? Which which of those young guys steps up? Um, but uh, really, I think it's uh, we're going to be. Uh, I don't even think we're going to get to those uh, storylines probably tomorrow. We're going to be we're going to be submerged with. Uh, the offensive line and the uh, offense as a whole. Well, Bobby Hart uh, is is first on the depth chart at right tackle. Trey Hopkins is first on the depth chart at right guard. Marvin Lewis made a point in his Tuesday press conference that there's no technically first team, but somebody has to try out there as the first team guy. They're not going to let you go without a right tackle and a right guard. Um, what do you think of where the depth chart stands, and, and is it probably right to this point? Yeah, I think it's probably about as, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I think the veterans are still getting their due, you know, as Marvin is going to do that. He'll he'll uh, defer to them uh, when it's on a piece of paper. Um, I think, um, you know, I think uh, at right end, mm-hmm. I think Jordan Willis is a guy that uh, right. they're looking at. And I think they, I think Michael Johnson is going to have a key, a key role on this team. But I think it probably, he, but it might not be as the every down end. You know, I think he's going to see a lot of shot in nickel, so that's something to keep an eye on. And we've seen him at nickel tackle. That's the thing. I mean, it's not yeah, not yeah. nickel in, but it's nickel tackle, right. and they seem yeah. like they they've kind of given him that niche. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Yeah, yeah. And I think he did well, and I think he'll do even better. You know, I think Mike's one of these guys. I think he's. Uh, I think he might be Gilberry. Uh, you know, Gilberry was terrific in twelve and thirteen. Right. Right. Playing. You know. You know. Playing about. Uh, you know. 38% of the snaps or something, or even less than that, in getting sacks. And I think Mike can give you that kind of production. Plus, he's terrific in the room. The guys love him. Sam Hubbard was saying, you know, every time I got a question, I go to Michael. I keep thinking, you know, the guy's so patient. Uh, I go to him all the time. But you need guys like that, you know. So, um, you know, I think he's a guy, uh, he's probably on at, at defensive end because of respect uh, ahead of, uh, ahead of um, Willis. And I think also, uh, too, uh, I think Andrew Billings is a very real number one at nose tackle. Yeah. We've been watching him. Clearly the best nose tackle. Been very good. Um, You're right. Been very good. And, uh, you know, really I thought it was pretty, uh, you know, I mean, um, I, I think you had to figure Trey Hopkins was going to be there. You know, Westerman came back late. Uh, Redmond, I think, looks good at times. At other times, you know, he goes offside or whatever. I, I think Redmond is a guy to keep an eye on. I think, you know, he and Westerman are, are good players, and I think, you know, but they're going to have to beat. They're going to have to beat out Trey. You know, Trey's a reliable guy that, you know, made 12 starts last year, and they're going to have. You know, nobody's taking this thing. Nobody's, right. Nobody's nobody's come out and grabbed it. And if you're going to, you know, if you're going to knock out a guy like Trey, you got to knock him out. You know. No, you you asked a great question in Marvin Lewis's press press conference Tuesday about. 
um, it, it, do you think somebody has taken that that you know seized the day for lack of a better term and, and taken yeah. the the reins to to be the right guard and right tackle? It doesn't seem like anybody has. I, I, in that regard, let me ask you about Setaway because he's had it looks like a pretty decent camp and yet he's had a very bad three years. Um, so here he comes in year number four. Um, kind of fighting for his life, for lack of a better term, from a from a NFL standpoint. How much do you do you think that perhaps um, Bobby Hart's you know being listed first team right tackle is as much of a carrot for said as anything else to say? Listen, you're not there yet. We're not going to make you the starter yet. You have to still earn the starting job. We think you can because I yeah I know you have too, Jeff. I I've talked to a lot of guys that think he's getting close, but he's not there yet. But it's a carrot to say, no, we're not going to hand this to you in preseason game number one. You have to go earn this. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point. I um, that's a good way to look at it. I because uh, I was, um, I think he's, I think he and Hart have played pretty well. You know, I yeah. Think probably Hart got the, uh, you know, I mean, as far as being, you know, pretty much even. I guess I should say. I thought it was Hart and him have been pretty even. So I think maybe you know, uh, you know, I think with Hart you got a guy. You kind of defer to him as a veteran who's, you know, uh, actually started for a Giants playoff team, you know. But, you know, but then you look at it, Sid's made 25 NFL stocks. Right, you right. Know, and you, you, even though, you know, even though you think that, it's you know, more. Hart's yeah, it's, more it's, a veteran it's, it's than him, more. you know. Yeah, right. So I think that's a good, I think that's probably a good way of looking at it. I think uh, Frank Pollock, I think, coaches by as much intuition as X's and O's, you know. And uh, he's, a, he's a pretty emotional guy, as we saw today. And I Tuesday, and I think that uh, you know that that you know I think Frank's a good. Uh, I, I think he knows how to motivate, and it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Seth responds. Yeah, no, no question. Because I think if you've talked to people, Skinny and I have too. Said is said has said as much. He likes the way Frank's using him. Right. No, I I, I think that the different the different you know voice the different. Uh, techniques, all those things. Uh, and if you're said, it, it, it's it's a matter of it's not like you didn't think Paul Alexander didn't know what he was doing. It's a matter of um, th- this guy is doing something different for me, and I have to respond to that because my career's on the line at this stage of the game. Yeah, yeah I think um, you know, I you know, it's, I'm, I'm trying to remember when the Bengals have last been in a situation like this, and it's hard because the guy right. they've taken right. at that position have made it. You know, going all the way back to Willie and uh, and Levi and Andre Smith and uh, Whitworth. You know, they've never had a tackle in this situation. So right, it, it's been a position of strength, and now it's a position of question marks. And really, the offensive line has never been right. Uh, really like this. He, you know, when Bodine was a rookie in 2014, everybody else was veterans. You know, Billy is thrown in there now, um, which looks like he's going to. He may have a new side of the line. You know, a, a new right side of the line, and um, he may have a young guard next to him. So, um, you know, you go back to '09, and you could say it was kind of unsettled there because Whitworth had never played left tackle before. Andre Smith was hurt. Kyle Cook had never played before. Right. So right. I go back and I think about how did they? You know, they they came out they came out of it pretty well. Why? Well, I hate to pound this drum, but you know, keep pounding this drum, but they. They relied a lot on Cedric Benson. They relied on the running game to protect that, to protect that that line, that 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 rehabbing line. And I, I, I got to believe that that's got to be up Bill Ways' sleeve here too. And Frank Pollock, you've got to, 
if you want to protect Billy Price and you want to protect that right tackle spot, um, you know, you gotta you gotta pound the ball and don't put him in bad positions. Right, run and run left for goodness sakes. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about Billy Price for a second. Um, the snap issues are real. Um, they've been an issue. They have not been an issue the last two days in practice, Monday and Tuesday. They have a Wednesday day off, obviously. Um, so that's a good thing, I guess. Um, what do you make of, of, of Billy's snap issues? And we saw that with, with, with Russell in a different way because Russell's were shotgun snaps. Billy's are under center snaps. But what, what, what do you make of that? I think it's uh, talking to some of the guys. You know, you got a guy that's a uh, – um, a rookie in his first training camp who has never snapped on his center. So, I, I and, I'm well, and 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 Jeff and and having Geno Atkins and Andrew Billings yeah. across from me, the right? <laughs> Which is really that's a, you know that was one that's one storyline. We're probably not going to be about this. The defensive line has looked great, by the way. Correct. Yeah. And correct. that's a hell of a yes. thing. And that's a hell of a thing for a rookie to walk into too. So that's part of the trouble. I think part of it, you know, I was talking to Trey Hawkins about this. They've changed the scheme, so. Billy, I mean, it, it has, you know, in practice, it seems to be where he's having the most trouble with anybody, but th- there have been other issues, too. Trey's had his issues. Uh, T.J. Johnson's had some issues. Right, right. They've changed, the, they've changed the scheme. You know, Trey was talking about how they've kind of – they're running a little bit more after they snap and not, not really just kind of going square, you know. So that's been a little bit of a change because um, it's tough because Billy can't really look at anybody because everybody's – Doing it for the first time, correct, you know. Correct. And, yeah. And I and I. So there's a lot. There's a lot of reasons for what's happened. I don't think one of the reasons is that he's a bust. You know, I don't think that's a. I don't. I don't think people should be pushing the panic button. I think it's a. I think it's a mechanical thing. I. You know. And uh, yeah, it, it hasn't looked good. The optics have not been good. And you can't screw that. And you know, we're talking about an offense trying to get out off the Schneid, the number thirty-two offense. The one thing you got to be able to do is snap the ball. So that hasn't been a good optic, but I think probably, you know, you're looking at a guy who was hurt, didn't play all the spring, you know, and I, there's probably going to be some growing pains. He's a rookie playing an important position. I, uh, talking to Hopkins about it, who's, who's, who's the backup center. Right. You know, he thought, he thought Billy came in and picked up the, the system. Well, Trey's a smart guy. And he said, it wasn't, it's not an easy deal to pick up. And I don't, you know, I don't think he's making mistakes because he doesn't know when to snap it, you know? So, there have been some of those issues, but um, like you said, you know, Gino's over there, pawing the dirt, and, uh, you know, Billings is having a hell of a camp. So it's been a welcome to the, you know, I think we're going to look back on this thing, and I think we're going to say, because I think the defensive line is going to have a pretty good year. I think they are, you know? too, because it, yeah, yeah. It, it's deep, and you're going to look and yeah. go, uh, it's those guys more than Billy's issues, for goodness sakes. I, I You know, I, I just, I, I, I have a hard time thinking, you know, what, you know, I, I, they're, you know, talking to the guards, Hopkins and Bowling, you know, they're pretty confident this stuff is, uh, you know, and, 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 and Billy's in a bad spot, too, because not all these snaps are his fault. He's, Correct. And, 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 and he yes. can't say, well, that one wasn't mine, because everybody's charting, everybody's charting every, every move he makes, and he can't say, well, that, you know, he can't say, well, that was Andy's fault, or that was Barkley's fault, or, you know, this guy moved. He can't do that either, so... I'm wondering how many of the snaps are his fault too, because that's a, right. Right. That's that's another aspect of it too. Yeah, and that's fair for goodness sakes. Um, the backup quarterback battle is real. Um, it, it, it's I think it's ongoing. I think Matt Barkley has a leg up just because he's played in the league and he's taken snaps in the league and, and regular season snaps in the league and don't passes in the league and and uh, Jeff Driscoll is not. 
But uh, where, in your opinion, does that stand, and, and where does it go as the preseason progresses? Well, I think this is another one where probably going by the depth chart, what well, I guess Barkley's number two, right? Right. I think right. that's a that's a probably a deferential thing too. He's worked with Bill, you know, uh, they've got a good relationship, and uh, you know, but I, I think you know, and Jeff has never taken a regular season snap, so there's that. Right. That's right. That's right. And uh, right. And Matt has, and the record hasn't been good, but he's but he knows what but, Bill but he's wants. Taking a snap. <laughs> right. He's <laughs> taking a snap. And and I but I think Driscoll is a uh, interesting guy, you know maybe the maybe the most athletic quarterback they've ever had. Right. You know you put him in a game, and you know don't go away, don't go to the bathroom when he's in there now uh, in preseason because he'll make something happen. I thought he made some good throws today in practice. Right. Right. Uh, really drilled some down in the red zone. You know he's got a he's he's got a better arm than you think, and he's uh, and he can run. And uh, well, his throw to Whitfield on Saturday was spectacular. I mean, you yeah. can't make a throw better than that on Saturday. I mean, I don't know. I guess you could say I, I don't know. I don't think they've. I don't think either guys outplayed each other. That's for sure. Looking at it, it's uh, to me, it's dead even. You might even give Jeff the edge with the. Uh, you know, you give Matt the edge with the experience and Jeff the edge with his athleticism. But uh, I think it comes down to accuracy. It's going to come down to the most accurate guy, and you know, Jeff's been pretty accurate. Right. Right. Uh, lastly, the, uh, the, the, the we, there's three cornerbacks that are really good. Darquez Nard's a slot guy, and Drake Kirkpatrick's on the outside, and William Jackson III's on the outside, and that's a pretty good threesome. I'm not sure. You may correct me if I'm wrong, and you certainly can. That's a pretty good threesome. Maybe yeah. there's not a lot of better threesomes, I swear, in the league better than that group. But um, where's the next guy, right? Yeah, well, there's, that, that, there's <laughs> the question. Where's yeah. the next guy? Because yeah. – Davari Russell's not had a great camp. Um, the rookie kids have not had a great camp. Darius Phillips nor uh, nor Devonta Harris. Uh, Sojourn Shelton's hurt and Tony McRae's hurt. And those guys, I thought, had good camps but very limited time and, and early, and then they got hurt. Um, yeah. So there, there's the question: Where's the next guy? And who's I mean, the I think guy? you know. I think the, I, I think Sojourn and, and and McRae were probably the next two guys. I think. They right. clearly, clearly <laughs> they're on the sidelines still. Right, 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 and I clearly they like what Tony does. I think they, I think Tony's Tony's a pretty, uh, you know, he's a classic sixth corner. You know, he's exactly right. what you need there. But he's not, you know, he might not be. Uh, you know, that's a three to four week sprained ankle, I think. So, but yeah, I mean, they need they need one of these young guys to have a good game. You know, I mean, uh, uh, it's going to be. You know, Phillips is obviously uh, one of the reasons he, he's, he's here is because of. Uh, his returnability, you know. So and he, that's, and he, and he fumbled a punt today. Now yeah. it was rainy, it was wet, and it was all those yeah. things. But he fumbled yeah. a punt today. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Flowers caught a punt on the two in the mock game. Right. So Correct. he may not. He, you know, Darren probably will not let him on the field. I would yep. think Thursday Correct. for that, just for that, for principle. So, but they've got to find out about Phillips, and he's got to be able. You know, he's. You know, if he shows him a, a he's obviously going to make the club, but. Um, you know, I you know they're. It's hard to judge what's going on in practice. I thought Phillips looked good early on. You know, yep. He made some plays, and uh, Harris, uh, the other fifth round corner, going to get a long look at Gunner. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, I think Darren sees him as a guy that can. Re- both guys, I think he sees guys that are. You know, I think he sees them as really core special teams. Sure, sure. But and and that's a big and, part of it, no question. But 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 you know they know that already. They need these guys to come in, and if they have to, you know, play because uh, there's nobody behind those three guys. I mean, and that was the thing, you know. People used to gripe and moan about, oh, they, they take a first-round corner again. 
guess what? And here's what we're seeing. You can here, never have enough, right? You can correct. Never have and here, enough and, guys. And, yeah, and here we are. Yeah. I, I mean, as goofy as yeah. it sounds, Jeff, the next best scorer for the Bengals might be Adam Jones, who's sitting on the sidelines right That's now. Right. And That's right. And I thought yeah. he was. And I thought he would be in the mix until they gave Goodwin 24. Uh, so uh, you know, they gave Goodwin 24. That right. wonders. I wonder what that means. But uh, I still think Adam is on a phone list somewhere. Sure. You no know, question. You know, no. and I, and Goodwin's an interesting guy too. I would not. That was a very. I thought that was a pretty good pickup. At this stage of camp, now granted, he's been you know he's been around the barn a little bit. Uh, he's been cut three times in the last uh, in the last off season in, in, in this in the off last season. off season, right, <laughs> right. But he was good enough to play for the Falcons in a dime package in right. the Super Bowl. So you know I don't know. Uh, um, of course, and then they ended up cutting him too. So, but at this stage, you know, having a guy who's played you know who's been through a playoff run. Uh, you know, not a, it's a pretty good get, I think. The guy's played yeah. 28 NFL games. That's pretty good at this stage of uh, training camp. But uh, you know, hopefully they'll get something out of uh, they'll get something out of the kids. Lastly, um, Jonathan Brown has done a nice job at this point. He uh, did a good job in Saturday's mock game, kicked a 20 yarder and a 49 yarder, and um, he's probably not in the mix to make it. And you and I and Jay Morris from the Dayton Daily News uh, talked to him uh, a couple of days ago. He is an interesting story because he has a really big leg. He has never kicked a field goal in a preseason game. He's never kicked a field goal in a regular season game, obviously. But he, he has a big leg. He he doesn't really have a legit shot to make it, but what what do you make of him and maybe his future? Well, I wonder what happens when he gets on tape. Right, you know when he gets, he, you know they've kind of been hiding. And you him. asked I mean, that question of him, yeah. You, I mean, that was a great question, yeah. I mean, as much as you, I mean, as much as you can, uh, as much as you can hide a guy in this day and age, it's not quite like the Dodgers tried to hide Roberto Clemente. But, <laughs> and I'm not saying they're hiding him, but you know uh, the secret's going to be out here uh, come Thursday night, and because uh, you'll see his leg, and I. Uh, I jeez, after after um, going against the the kid after going against Jason uh, Justin Tucker two times right. a year, you know you realize how how important that is. So I I would with a leg like that, I I just don't think uh, you know. I think the guy I think he's clearly on these guys' phone lists. I think he I think he's gonna I think he'd be one of these guys. Depending on what kind of you know, say he goes out say he's skinny he goes out there this. This summer, say say he makes two field goals out of three, right? From I mean, deep. makes makes From all deep. three, right? Yeah. Then I think he's one of these guys who starts to starts to drive around with a bag in his car because he'll get a call. You know that's what kickers do. If you you know the good the good ones, they they pack a bag, they drive around with it. And I think Jonathan might get on. A, uh, I think Jonathan might become one of those guys if he can uh, if the if it goes right for him this summer. Yep. All right, finally, your Red Sox are way, way up. Are you are you are you feeling good? I'm not because I remember uh I remember thirty years ago. Yes, you do. But I remember thirty years ago. I thought you were thinking Bucky getting the into the into the net. You weren't thinking that, were you? Well I'm thinking I'm thinking about i I'm thinking that same year, thirty years ago to the day, I'm thinking oh, 38, August, yes. six or seventh. I think they were fourteen and a half up. So this is nothing, you know? Uh, they got a, you know, now you can't be, you know, Don Zimmer, Western Hills, uh, yes. Don Zimmer, God love him. He got pounded for putting his foot on the gas. Uh, 
and you know into August, and he got ripped for you know playing, playing, playing the same eight guys every day. But geez, unbelievable how they win games, you know. I mean, but uh, I, I want people to know how much are you a fanatic? How much do you literally watch every night or follow every night? I don't I, really. I. Serious radio. I've only but the last couple of years I've only gone back to my fanaticism because of serious radio. What a what a great thing. I didn't realize what serious radio had to offer. So um before that though I was fairly sane, but now with serious radio and they're playing so well, I'm Serious radio. I'm I'm a, I'm a walking commercial for it. Cause you can I know it, you are. You can get it on your computer. No, no. For those who are listening for a Bengals podcast, I, I, it fascinates me that that Red Sox and Yankees fans. I I lived in New York for a small period of time, and um, my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan back in the day. But it, it it really fascinates me how much Red Sox fans love the Red Sox and follow the Red Sox and die with the Red Sox and live with the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, it's uh, I don't know I don't know but, I, yeah, I guess it's, I say, how do you explain that man I mean I guess it's the way we grew up I guess it's the, the fact they didn't win it you know um, but for I, a long I, time I don't, for a long time they've won it lately they've done a pretty good job lately they're always interesting you know and the, and yes. the press is always the presses they've always been covered so great you know yep and uh, some of the greatest writers who've ever lived have come through there and um, you know there's always a story every day and. Um, I just think, you know, um, it's the region is kind of the region is kind of made for baseball because it's 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 you know, and this goes back. I mean, I'm getting philosophical here, and people are probably sick of all this stuff. But the uh, the old you know the old time New England mentality of fatalism, you know, and it's a, and it's and it's the you know that goes all the way back to to the um, Mayflower, and it's. Uh, Life just grinds you down a little bit. And the team kind of, you know, baseball is that kind of game. You know what I mean? Baseball is a game of, baseball is a game of failure in the end. You know, and that's kind of what, uh, that's kind of the New England mindset is you have to overcome failure. You know? Uh, you, you you people are absolutely insane. And you're part of well, those people that I say, the, the, those people. Well, so there Patriot, you go. You know, they're, they're, they're crazy about the Patriots, you know? And uh, although football is a totally different game than baseball, the only thing there is they win. They're winners. That's why they love them. So good point. Good point. You know, but uh, so it's uh, uh, you know, hey, we're only we're we're only nine up skinny. Wow, with a with a month and a half to go, Butch. I hope your team survives. Okay. Is Chris Sale is Chris Sale okay? He's gonna be okay. I would send him to. I would I would give him a round trip ticket for a cruise and tell him to come back September twentieth. Hey, hey, uh, make sure you don't toss another regular season inning ever again and come back in the playoffs, my man. Absolutely not. That's why you're the best. Jeff Hobson, I appreciate it, man. Skinny, thank you very much. Thank you. Jeff Hobson from Bengals.com. This has been the Skinny Podcast presented by Planet Fitness on Local12.com. <laughs>